today on Locked On Los Angeles Kings, is Mark Bergevin actually doing stuff or can we just ignore that he's here? We're going to talk about that on today's episode of Locked On Los Angeles Kings, all about your favorite hockey team and mine, the Los Angeles Kings. You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Sarah Avampato, host of this show, and as always, pleased to be here with you talking all about the Kings and what is going on with them and what we need to care about and what we can safely ignore and all of that to uh, to consider. On today's show, we're going to dive a little bit deeper into Mark Bergevin and what he's been up to and what he did with the Canadians and what possibly he is doing here uh, with the Kings uh, in the front office. Uh, so we're welcoming on Laura Saba who is one half of Locked on Canadians. Uh, you have heard her frequently on this show uh, as we have talked about things like Tyler Toffoli is gone and we are now sad and Phil Deneau is here and we are now happy uh, and of course many other things. So Laura is here uh, to give us sort of the lowdown on uh, Vergevin and uh, what strengths maybe he has aside from all of the weaknesses that he definitely has. So we're going to be looking at that on today's show. Uh, later in the week, uh, we do have a lot of games coming up. Uh, we're playing Pittsburgh. Uh, so tomorrow, uh, we're going to be hearing from Hunter Hodes, who is host of Locked on Penguins. Uh, we're talking, uh, actually later today after you listen to this show. Uh, so if you have any questions about the Penguins, uh, feel free to tweet them at me at Locked on LA Kings. And then we're also going to be talking with Erica Ayala, who is host of Locked on Kraken, uh, because the Kings meet the newest expansion team in the league uh, later this week. So if you have any questions for Erica, go ahead and tweet them at me as at well. At, go ahead and tweet them at me as well at Locked on LA Kings over on Twitter. Uh, but uh, we have some front office shenanigans to get into. And so we're going to take a look at that today with uh, Laura Saba from Locked on Canadians right now on Locked on Los Angeles Kings. All right, so the Los Angeles Kings, I feel like, saw that every other hockey team on earth was getting involved in some sort of drama, and they decided, hey, let's get involved in our own drama when they announced that they were hiring Mark Bergevin in a consulting capacity as, like, basically the equivalent of, like, assistant to the regional manager kind of nonsense, uh, which basically took everyone by surprise. There had been no inklings about this, no rumblings about it. It just sort of happened. Uh, and so while we try to figure out what this means for the Kings, I figured uh, we would talk with someone who has spent several years uh, dealing with Mark Bergevin and uh, everything that he has done to a hockey team. So I've got Laura Saba from Locked On Canadians uh, here on the show, frequent friend of the program, fellow Phil Deneau supporter uh, today here to talk to us about Mark Bergevin. So thank you, question mark, for this <laughs> gift. <laughs> <laughs> I am always happy to join you, but I have to ask your listeners, do you like stay-at-home defensemen and fourth liners? Because no. <laughs> that's a lot oh. of what you're going to get. On our own podcast, we talked about how the LA Kings, especially with their really good uh, prospect depth at the mm -hmm. moment, uh, and they're sort of starting to evolve into the future of hockey or catch up with the rest of with the rest of the <laughs> successful teams. Yeah, I 
we talked about how this would be undoing a lot of that. We don't know exactly how much of the consulting is going to involve actual influence on the decisions. Mm-hmm. I, you know, it was really funny because just before we spoke, I was like, let me check in on what's going on at the athletic and Lisa Dillman has a piece that is literally like why why in the world would they do this essentially um and here's the thing if you want to look at it from a purely hockey perspective I feel like it is a comes out even sort of thing Mm -hmm. in terms of what Mark Bergevin did with the Canadians he had some really good trades some really good signings and then a lot of duds so it kind of evened out Mm -hmm. Um, if you want to look from a philosophy perspective he falls in love with players that remind him of himself Um, and honestly he wasn't what you need to win right you know in today's NHL you need speed you need skill you need versatility Mm -hmm. you need mobile defensemen you need forwards that can back check all of that stuff he likes grinders fourth liners he likes guys that he calls character guys Mm -hmm. but in his mind what character is is literally blocking shots from what i can tell (laughs) i'm being quite harsh here obviously things ended badly with mark bergevin the uh market was coming off a huge high with a miracle stanley cup final run and you know guys like nick suzuki cole caulfield really coming into their own uh, Los Angeles Kings forward, Philippe Dano, finally getting the attention that he deserved from the rest of the NHL. And he immediately followed that up by drafting somebody who had been convicted of a sex crime in Sweden. And uh, I think the market as a whole reacted with a lot of shock and disappointment. Mm -hmm. The fact that he did not see that coming. Mm-hmm. I think is a huge indicator, right? He keeps talking about character, character, character. He hired, you know, his goaltending or the, uh, I guess he was the senior manager of all the goaltending coaches, mm-hmm. uh, you know, with a history of domestic abuse. And I think from that perspective, it was something that, uh, you know, it's a little too soon for him to get another job in the NHL. Mm-hmm. Is in terms of a hockey perspective, like I said, I do think it evens out. There are a lot of questions about the drafting decisions that he made other than the most recent, uh, most mm-hmm. notable ones. Uh, development was a problem in his during his tenure, but he did uh, turn it around later by hiring the right person who happens to be right now in Anaheim. <laughs> <laughs> Not helping us anymore, but, you know, he did learn from some of his mistakes. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely, definitely, I think that from an on ice perspective, it really, I think, I think it just, to me, it doesn't make sense for Los Angeles is, is all. We've got more with Laura coming up right after this, but first let's talk snacks. Uh, there's actually uh, one of these sitting on the desk right next to me. And that is a built bar, more specifically the uh, white chocolate cheesecake built puff, which is uh, by the way, pretty darn delicious. Uh, if you don't know what a built bar is, they are protein bars that taste like candy bars. They're covered in 100% chocolate, but the greatest thing is that they're actually healthy for you. Actually, the greatest thing is that they taste delicious. That's really the most important part to me personally, as a person who likes snacks that taste good, but they're also good for you. They're high in protein, high fiber, low calories, low sugar, low all of the things that like some PhD person tells you not to eat. So we are uh, glad 
to be able to tell you all about Built Bars and the great flavors they have available. Uh, they always have something new up their sleeve, so make sure you're checking out Built.com uh, to see the latest flavors available. Go, uh, go investigate and pick your own favorite Built Bar flavor. So go to Built.com, that's promo code LOCKED15, to get 15% off your purchase at Built.com. Go and enjoy some snacks. Yeah, and the, the thing that for me makes this like most is frustrating is like we have literally no idea what he's going to do with the team. The team did no media availability. They took no questions. They didn't do an interview. They just announced this, shoved it out into the ether, and then were like, toodles, see ya. Um, and so it's like on the one hand, like, yeah, Bergevin was out of work for something like 42 days, I think, between getting fired by the Canadians and getting this, this, whatever this is. Uh, obviously has not shown, demonstrated in any way that he has learned from any of these mistakes that led to him no longer having a job. And the Kings have done this before. Like they brought on Ron Hextall a handful of years ago in sort of a similar consulting sort of capacity when he was in between jobs and he didn't really do much other than just occasionally Rob Blake could call him up and be like, Hey, what do you think about this? And Hextall would give him an opinion. And so it's like, if that is the role that Bergevin is going to have of like every so often they chat on the phone and he gets paid, you know, a thousand dollars to talk on the phone for a day and just batting ideas around, but like, isn't actually having any influence on the team or, you know, anything it like, okay, cool. Like, cause it, 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 many times these consulting gigs are just like, I'm doing my buddy a solid because he's out of work and, you know, Mark Bergevin, how you need to help him pay his mortgage because clearly he needs money, you know? So it's like, if it's that, if it's just like hockey bro doing a good thing for another hockey bro, as stupid as it is, like, okay, fine. I don't care. You're not going to change this team any. You're just getting a paycheck to give your opinion to Rob Blake. But like, if he is actually going to have influence, then I have questions, especially like you said, over drafting. One of the things the Kings have done best is draft. Uh, they have one of the best prospects pools in the NHL for a reason. And, you know, if he's going to get his hands in, in that pie, I don't like that at all. Um, you know, there had been rumors. There was one that came out of, I think it came out of the Montreal media market that said that Bergevin had kind of a handshake deal in place to sign a contract to be the assistant general manager in the King for the Kings starting next season. Um, John Hoven, who is a, King's insider kind of reporter guy uh, who has you know, fairly good sources within the King's organization said that that's not true, that that's not actually happening. Um, but, you know, clearly the rumor came from somewhere. So it, it, it is, it's frustrating because we just don't know. I don't know how much I have to care about this really is where <laughs> I keep landing is like, can I brush this off as just, you know, Rob Blake and Luke Robitaille doing, you know, a favor to a friend or do I actually need to care about Mark Bergeron making stupid decisions about this team? And also, <laughs> I did enjoy all of the memes and stuff that instantly came out about like Phil Deneau, who, you know, escaped Montreal, like because he didn't like, you know, he, he essentially said, I didn't feel like I was wanted there. I didn't feel like, you know, they wanted me to come back. They weren't doing a good job of making me feel valued and then to turn around and like you know there's 
you know, Mark Vergevan like popping up over the bushes to be like, hey, <laughs> like it's like I think someone someone tweeted something to the effect of like Phil Dino has finally learned what the line you can check out, but you can never leave means in the song Hotel California. Like <laughs> here he is again. <laughs> you can't I love away. that. <laughs> I love poor Philippe Deno, honestly. Like he's on a high, he's being appreciated, <laughs> he's got a new baby on the way, living the life in California, which who wouldn't love that? And then now, you know, Mark Bergevin's back. And to answer your question, I don't know how much I should care about this. <laughs> We're talking about this. Honestly, when Mark Bergevin announced or didn't announce, it was sort of part of the end of your press conference where he was talking about, oh, I'll just honor the last year of my contract uh-huh. and then we'll see. It mm-hmm. seemed like he already had his one of his feet out the door, uh, mm-hmm. he had one foot out the door. And then, you know, I, I want to say it was Larry Brooks that reported that there was like the, the same handshake deal that we were talking about mm-hmm. earlier um that he was bolting for LA this has been around for a while mm-hmm. uh it it seemed very much like when the Canadians fired him that you know any other team in the NHL would be thinking twice about how the unceremonious end to his Montreal uh era mm-hmm. ended uh I guess the LA Kings still saw some value in him and I feel like this consulting thing is sort of it's a way for maybe them to gauge if he would actually be a mm-hmm. fit in mm-hmm. the front office to see how the communication goes, how the vision goes. Um, but I personally, honestly, like if you're going to call up Mark Bridgman and ask him, ask him what he thinks about a thing, like you're essentially going to get all of your players are going to be Dwight Kings. Oh, no. That, like, no. He's going to love that. You know, that, that's the kind of thing he's going to advise you to get. Like he's obsessed with that kind of stuff. He stalks his teams with that kind of stuff. <laughs> And it's like, bless all of their hearts. I'm sure those guys are really good guys and they have good characters and all of that. But if you want to win, you have to play the Mm -hmm. hockey of the present and the Mm -hmm. hockey of the future. You're not going to win games in 2022 playing a 2002 hockey style or 2004 (laughs) hockey style. I keep saying that on our podcast and Mm -hmm. I'm saying it on your podcast. (laughs) We're going to close out the show with Laura Saba next uh, coming up uh, so there's more to come i've also got uh, some fun stats that i uh, heard about the king's uh, last game uh, that i'm going to share with you uh, to wrap up the show but there is more coming up but first uh if you have a beard you need to get primal if you have a beard or if someone you love or tolerate or interact with has a beard uh you should maybe consider wanting to make that beard better And if you're someone who has never considered the benefits of treating your beard with product, well, Primal Origin Oils is here for you. It'll stop the itch and make your beard look healthy and groomed. The products are free from harmful synthetic ingredients, and they have a low impact on our planet. Uh, They make balms, oils, and whipped butters uh, that are known as having the best feel in beard products available. All the products from Primal Origin Oils are Fairtrade certified and handcrafted here in the United States. And if you're someone who like can't make your mind up or you want to try all of the beard things to see which one gives you personally the best beard feel, well, they have combo kits, uh, so they'll be great gifts for yourself. Go treat yourself. They'll be great gifts for the beard in your life. Uh, So go and uh, investigate what your best options are. You, of course, want to be taking care of yourself with a product that also uh, is good and gets the job done. And Primal Origin Oils is just that. Of course, every company claims to have the best, but Primal Origin Oils challenges you to compare their ingredients and the feel in your beard 
to the other products that you've used in the past. We promise you that you will see and feel the difference. So remember the code locked on gets you 20% off at primaloriginoils.com. That's code locked on at checkout for 20% off at primaloriginoils.com. Yeah, and I think like the other additional wrinkle that has Kings fans kind of going like, hold up, what's happening here is that this is uh, the last year of Rob Blake's contract as general manager of the team. Um, and every everything seems to indicate that he's going to be signing an extension and, you know, that the ownership is happy with the direction he has steered the team in. But, you know, that's the first thing that you think of whenever you hear that this guy who, regardless of what we think of his body of work, who is an experienced NHL GM and respected around the league, sort of maybe, I guess, um, is, is coming <laughs> Well, there off. were hockey men, right? So they, right. they probably do still respect him right. despite all the, yeah. And, and so it's like, you know, that's the first thing you think of is, is he there? It's like whenever a team brings in an assistant coach who is like experienced NHL head coach and like, oh, he's just here to assist on the bench and like, the actual head coach, like there's a ticking time bomb waiting to go off of, well, if I lose my job, I know who's taking it. So it's like, <laughs> it's that part of it. Like, but yeah, I mean, I feel like the one thing I think of uh, uh, positively of Bergevin is that he does occasionally fleece people on trades. And like, I think specifically of the trade that he acquired Phil Deneau with, like that trade was a disaster for Chicago. Like they never should have made that trade. <laughs> Um, it was so good for Montreal though. Yeah. And so it's like, you know, if that is the kind of, in, and I, I think Rob Blake has done well enough on like with trades on his own. Like I haven't, there haven't been too many where I've been like, Oh, this sort of stunk. Um, they've all sort of had a point to them. Um, but you know, if, if that's <laughs> they've all of, sort of had a point to them, right, high you know, praise. <laughs> right. I mean, you know, and they, like, but, you know, some of them, you know, the trade for Tyler to like that has paid off with, you know, good draft picks and prospects that are now making an impact on the system. Like there've been moves that I'm like, okay, like this is, this is good. I'm, I'm not questioning this. Um, but you know, another voice in the room to kind of help work a trade along, like, okay, cool. Like, I'm fine with that. But yeah, it's just, I, I'm just so frustrated by the fact, by the fact that like the team has not said a word about any of this. And they're just like, here's our press release. We're going to leave you all to question this, but not actually answer any of the questions. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was, I think that's kind doesn't that feel like an indicator as to how mm-hmm. they feel about it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like they know that oh, yeah. they know it's going to be met with, with questions and mm-hmm. quite, uh, quite likely disapproval. Yeah. And like they, it, it, I feel like they also like snuck the news in over the weekend. Like yeah. every, everything indicated, like, we don't want to talk about this. We're just doing it. We have to announce it because we can't like keep it a secret but we're not going to talk about it. We're just, you know, here's the news. Bye. <laughs> yeah. That's what it sounds like. Oh man. Well, thank you for your insight on Mark Bergevin. I'm sorry. I'm hoping, it wasn't more positive. <laughs> right. Like I'm hoping that we get the version of him that, you know, stole Phil Deneau from the Blackhawks and, and not the version of him that like drafted a sex offender. Like that'd be cool 
to yeah <laughs> to have that i agree one. i agree <laughs> um for people who want to hear about about the the side of this from you guys's point of view that's not grammatically correct uh, for people who want to hear about this from the canadian's point of view uh where can they find you and your show and everything online so I obviously co-host Locked On Canadians with my co-host Scott Matla. Exciting times in Montreal as they are interviewing for a new GM to replace said Mark Bergevin <laughs> that we just talked about. So if you want to follow all of that and, and see how that is, you can find Locked On Canadians wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, and you can also follow us on Twitter at uh, LO underscore Canadians. If you would like to follow me, I'm at The Active Stick. Right. Well, thank you for your insight as always. And uh, I hope Tyler Toffoli is doing well. Thank you so much for having me on. You know, I love coming on your show so much. And yes, he is. He's practicing finally. It's non-contact, but he's going on the seven game road trip with the Canadians. So he's doing better than he was just a few short weeks ago when he was reportedly going to be out for like months. Yeah, our boy is alive. Yay. <laughs> As always, thanks to Laura for uh, joining the show. Uh, like I said, if you want to hear more from the Canadian side of things, uh, go and check out Locked on Canadians. It's always an entertaining time over there. Later this week, uh, we're talking with Hunter Hodes about the Penguins. We're talking with Erica Ayala about uh, the Seattle Kraken. So if you have questions for either of them, uh, find me on Twitter at Locked on LA Kings. Let me know what you want to hear about from them. That is coming up later on this week. I wanted to leave you with one fun stat about uh, the Kings uh, and their uh, most recent game against uh, the Rangers uh, before we before we go for today. First off, Victor Arvidsson uh, got an assist in that game, collected an assist on the game-winning goal, uh, and he now has 20 points in 29 games. It is the fewest games required by a Kings skater in their first season with the team to reach 20 points since Mike Richards in 2011-2012. Uh, so 29 games played, 20 points, Victor Arvinson. Uh, so congratulations to him for, uh, I mean, it's not a dubious honor, but for uh, for, for achieving that, that goalpost. Uh, the other fun thing is, uh, and I feel like we will probably delve into this more uh, in, in later editions of the show, but if you look at the Kings record against the West, eh, it's okay. Not great. Nothing special. If you look at the Kings rest record against the Eastern Conference, uh, their win against the Rangers made them 12-4-1 on the season, which is fantastic. It's great that we're picking up all those points. Uh, that record, 12-4-1, is the most wins by any Western Conference team against an Eastern Conference team this season. So, hey, we're number one at something. I'll leave you with that thought. That is it for today. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, come back tomorrow to hear from Hunter about the Penguins. i get a little preview of the game. If you're going to be at uh, Don't Call It Staples Center, uh, I'll be there. Uh, <laughs> I'm a needle in the haystack, but hey, if you want to go on a Locked on King scavenger hunt, I, I won't uh, tell you no. Uh, but I am excited to experience Jeff Carter feelings in person uh, at that game and uh, hope that you guys also experience feelings as well. So come back tomorrow to hear from Hunter uh, and let me know if you have any questions at Locked on LA Kings. You can find me on Twitter at Right Said Sarah. And of course, the show is available wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, yeah, that's it. Until next time, uh, we'll, we'll be back tomorrow. Until next time, this has been Locked on Los Angeles Kings, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.